You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a Bible doctrine series by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from His Word today. All right, let's take our Bible and turn to Psalms 103. Psalms 103 as we launch our new series on the doctrine of angels. A lot of ideas out there about angels and what they do and what they look like and who they are and where they live and how they're involved in people's lives. And most of the things you've heard about angels are not true. So we're going to go right to the source of truth here for the next few weeks and look at what the Bible says about angels. I think it's personally, a very interesting study. Uh, I like all the doctrines of Scripture, but uh, uh, this kind of fascinates me. So uh, we'll look forward to our study here. Uh, Here in Psalms 103, let's begin with verse 19. Uh, Why don't I read verse 19, you read verse 20, uh, I'll read verse 21, and then we'll finish up with verse 22, okay? Let's stand, shall we? And then we'll have a word of prayer, and we'll commit this series to the Lord. Verse 19, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Greg, pray for us. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. Now, I only have 42 slides tonight. Now, there's been times I've had 80, 90 slides. So this should only take about a half an hour this evening. Right, Ben? Sure. Okay. Hey, I want to draw your attention to verse 20 in that text that we just read here. It says, Bless the Lord, ye his what? Ye his angels. Bless the Lord, angels. It says that excel in what? They're powerful creatures. They do his what? They walk in obedience to the Lord. They listen to His. They listen to His word. All right. So let's uh, use that verse and let's begin our study here tonight about angels. What does the Word of God have to say about angels? Like I said, most of the things you've heard about angels, especially out there in the world, simply is not true. So the Bible has a lot to say about angels. 188 times we find the word angel, and we find the word angels 93 times there in the Word of God. So there's a lot of references that we can go to. There's a lot of study that we can do about the angels. Now, throughout history, man has always wondered and, uh, about intelligent beings out there in outer space, right? Is, is there life out there in space that we don't know anything about. So that search goes on, that search for life in space. 
Well, billions of dollars have been spent on searching for the extraterrestrial. Have they found one yet? Hmm, haven't found one yet. But boy, are we going to find a bunch of them here in just a little bit, okay? So, is there anybody out there besides us? How many would say no? There's no one out there besides us. How many would say yes? There are. All right. There's a bunch of them. Okay. Matter of fact, the Bible says there is an innumerable number of these extraterrestrials out there, and so we're going to be studying them. You know, it's too bad in this search for life that people just don't refer to the Word of God. Because you believe the Word of God has all the answers? It certainly does. So in light of all the research and all the billions of dollars that have been spent searching for the extraterrestrial, man should have just opened the Bible and done his search there uh, in the scriptures. So the Bible clearly answers that question, whether or not there's life besides what we know here on this planet of ours. Is there intelligent life out there in the universe? Are there other living, rational creatures out there besides us? Are they friend or are they foe? Well, we're going to find out. be honest with you, I want them to be my friend, not my foe. Is there a civilization older than ours? Will we ever learn to communicate with these extraterrestrials? Some of you are like, preacher, where are you? You got this look on your face like, are you like losing it? Not yet. We will not only be able to communicate with them, but as we study the word of God, there's been a number of human beings that already have communicated with these extraterrestrials. Listen to what the Word of God has to say there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 38 through verse 44. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not what? It's not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another the flesh of beasts, another the, of fish, another of birds. There are also what? celestial bodies and bodies I can't hear you what terrestrial celestial and terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one the glory of the terrestrial is another there is one glory of the sun there's another glory of the moon another glory of the stars for one star differ from another star in glory that is true if you just look at the stars at night right some are just brighter and more majestic than the other stars <clears throat> So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in... Think about it. That's the kind of body we're going to have someday. We're going to shake off this celestial body and we're going to have a terrestrial body someday. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a what? Spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So let me ask you a question. Are there terrestrials out there? Yes. 
Are there celestials out there? Yeah, there are. The Bible says, For when they shall arise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in what? Which are in heaven. So these angels are the terrestrial beings that the Bible speaks over and over again about. Now what I want to do here in this is just give you a quick overview of some of the different religious views that are out there concerning angels. Listen, I don't believe that we should study that which is false. I believe we ought to study that which is true. If you study that which is true, guess what? You're going to know what is false. So what I want to do here is just give a quick overview of some of the different mainline religions and what they teach about angels. Let's talk about Buddhism here, which I've been exposed to in my travels overseas quite a bit. In Buddhism, they do believe in celestial beings. They are spirit beings that possess no bodily form in Buddhism. Their form is that what they say, light or energy. They are, however, often depicted in physical form, but they're always depicted not as men, but as women. And by the way, there are no lady angels. Sorry, ladies. None. They're all masculine. They approve, in Buddhism, these angels approve of people meditating and will harass people whose behavior they simply don't approve of. They rejoice, applaud, here you go, are you ready? And rain down flowers. Ooh. Upon those who perform good deeds in the world. How many like flowers? All right, don't join Buddhism to get your flowers, okay? But I'm like, that's so ridiculous. Like, if you do good things, flowers are going to come raining down upon you from these celestial beings. Well, let's go to Hinduism. What does Hinduism teach about these terrestrials, these angels? Well, Hinduism believes in many different types of spirit beings. They are considered minor gods that are worthy of worship. By the way... If an angel was ever worshipped in the scripture, what did they do? Do you remember? They rejected it right away. They said, stop this. We are servants just like you. Don't worship us. Worship God. So angels never received worship. They play a protective role of humans who are good. There are also evil spirits who afflict humans who are bad. They are spirit beings, but they are often depicted in physical form. Some are seductively beautiful and look like royalty. Others are stately and very handsome. They inspire and, or bring down helping or hindering people through life. If you are a bad person in life, you may be reincarnated as an evil angel. Let's talk about Islam. What does Islam believe about angels? Well, this is some of the beliefs in Islam. According to Muslim legend, when Muhammad was transported up into heaven by an angel, he saw an angel that had 70,000 heads. When I first 
saw this, I was like, did he count every one of them? Don't move your head. But that's not it. Not only did he see an angel with 70,000 heads, each head had 70,000 faces. Each face had 70,000 mouths. That was one mouthy angel, amen? Each mouth had 70,000 languages. Each, each tongue spoke 70,000 languages. This would make more than 31 trillion languages in nearly 5 billion mouths. No comment. Belief in angels is found throughout history. Throughout the nations of the world, it's like everybody believed in some type, some form of these terrestrials. Ancient Egyptians did, the Phoenicians did, the Greeks did. They all expressed their belief in angels. So with all these ideas out there about angels, what does the Bible say? Aren't you thankful we have a source of absolute truth? And I say amen to that too. So the existence of angels is declared throughout the scriptures. As I mentioned, 281 times uh, angels are mentioned in the scriptures. So we have lots of verses to go to, lots of study that we could do about these angels. 106 times they are found in the Old Testament and 174 times found in the New Testament. Now that was interesting to me because the Old Testament is a whole lot bigger than the New Testament, right? And so the New Testament has a whole lot to say about angels, even more so than all of the Old Testament. The Bible says in Psalm 68, in verse 17, it says, The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of what? Angels. How many angels are there? Thousands of angels. Well, listen to what Hebrews says. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an what? innumerable company of angels. Not only are there thousands of angels, there's so many angels, you can't even count them all. They are innumerable. The Bible says, Praise ye him, all his angels, Praise ye him, all his hosts. Can you imagine what it is like in heaven when all of these innumerable number of angels break loose in praise? How many of you, and I know you have, have ever been in a song service where, I mean, you just get goosebumps? It's just like the Holy Ghost just came down and everybody is lifting up their voice in praise unto the Lord. And you say, this is a special moment. God is being glorified. He is pleased in what he is hearing. And, but could you imagine what it's going to be like? And then you have all the saints, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Heaven's going to be an incredible place of worship and song and praise. 
Let's talk about their origin. Where in the world did these angels come from? How many of you think they evolved? Good. I thought for sure someone was going to raise their hand. Brother Raby just raised his hand right there. That was just a cough, though, wasn't it? You're just coughing. Okay. The origin. Let's talk about the origin of angels. Angels, like everything else in the universe, were created by who? They were created by God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. The whole Godhead was involved in creation and was involved in the creation of angels. There's a number of verses. You can see them up here and you can check them out that will substantiate that. The method of their origin is that angels like men were created by a special act of God, a special act of creation. The Bible said, praise ye all ye angels, praise him, all ye host. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and say it with me, and they were created. A special act of creation to create these innumerable number of angels. Each angel, therefore, was a direct creation of God himself. This is perhaps why, and I begin to think about this, because in the scriptures, angels are often referred to as the sons of God. Because they were a direct creation of God, they're referred to as the sons of God. So the context will tell you whether it's referring to angels when it uses the sons of God phrase. The word son seems to indicate a direct creation of God just as Adam is called the Son of God. So as Adam is called the Son of God, angels are called the sons of God. And by the way, guess what believers are called? We are called the sons of God. Why? Because we have been redeemed by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We become a new creation. We become the sons of God. The Bible doesn't tell us how. It tells us exactly how Adam was formed, but it doesn't tell us. It just said he spoke the word, and they were what? They were created. That's all we know about their creation. Angels are spirit beings. Some of them are, some of them are visible, right? Find several accounts of that in the scripture. Some of them are visible, but the Bible says some of them are also what? Invisible. So you have visible angels and you have invisible angels there in the scriptures. The number, once completed at creation, was forever fixed. All right? And I'm going to tell you why I believe this, that there's no more creation of angels. I believe this is assumed because we never, ever read about God creating any more angels. He commanded it, he spoke it, and they were created. Jesus said that angels do not reproduce themselves. Okay? We do. Angels do not reproduce themselves. Further, since we are told that they cannot die, God created them, they can't reproduce themselves, they do not die, then we have to 
conclude that the original number of these angels will never increase and it'll never what? It'll never decrease. He's not great anymore and none of them will ever die. For these reasons, there must be considered a company of beings and not a race that can reproduce themselves. So some people will teach that angels are a race. Angels are not a race. All right, they're simply created beings. Now let's talk about evil angels. And we're going to get more into this. It's really important to be here for the first lesson because it really lays the foundation to where we're going to be going in the rest of our study here. So evil angels, we know them as what? They're, they're demons. Okay? That's what we would call them. We would call them demons. As we've studied Satan, we should be very familiar with Satan's fall recorded there in Isaiah chapter 14 in the five I wills that he expressed. He said, I will ascend into heaven. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What do those stars represent in this passage? The angels. Not only are they referred to as the sons of God, they're referred to as stars. And we'll see that as we get further on into our study of angels. He said, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will dethrone God. I will take his throne from him. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, the Shekinah glory of God. And then he says this, I will be like, what? The Most High. When he said that last, I will, what did God say? Oh, no, you won't. And Jesus said, in that day, I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. This was the fall of Lucifer. Now, Satan, in his fall, took how many of the angels with him? One third. The Bible makes that very clear, that a third part of the stars of heaven followed Satan in his rebellion against God and did cast them to the earth. The stars of heaven refer to these fallen angels. One third of them followed Satan in his rebellion against God. Someone asked me one time why. I have no idea. Why would they do this? We can only surmise. All I can say is Satan is a great deceiver. And if he was able to deceive one-third of this innumerable number of angels, how susceptible are we, amen, amen. to his deceptions? So this is uh, substantiated there in Isaiah chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 28, 2 Peter chapter 2, and Jude uh, verse 6. It says, and did cast them to the earth. Are there demons here on this earth right now? Yes, yes there are. There certainly are, and they are doing Satan's bidding. This is what the Bible says right in the middle of the tribulation in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to verse 9. Why don't you read it with me? And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there found. And a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The war in heaven between the good angels 
and the bad angels. Who won? The good angels won. But these bad angels still exist. The Bible says in the book of Jude, it says, And the angels, notice this statement here, which kept not their first, what? What was their first estate? Heaven. They didn't keep that. What else would be involved in their first estate? State of holiness. They didn't keep that. What else would be involved in their first estate? Worshiping, praising, glorifying, obeying, serving. They didn't keep that. So the Bible says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. They left that wonderful habitation that God had created for them. What else does the Bible say about these fallen angels? It says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to what? Let me ask you a question. Where are all of these angels eventually going to end up? They're eventually going to end up in hell, the lake of fire. These are those evil spirits that we have warfare against today. We know this passage, right? We should know it very well after our study of spiritual warfare and Satan. Let's read it together. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Notice it says the spiritual, wicked, the spiritual wickedness is in high places, but it's the darkness of this world. Have you noticed that the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more satanic activity we find going on in this world? Have you noticed how dark things have become? We talk about the dark side. This is what's going on. Now, this question has been asked to me several times. See, Christina just, Christina just asked me this yesterday. Can fallen angels, can they repent and be forgiven? All right, let me, let me tell you something. We don't find any verse in the Bible one way or the other. So how many here think that the evil angels cannot repent and be forgiven? Okay, the majority of you do. How many say, you know, Pastor, I don't know one way or the other. Okay? See over here. Have you noticed that when I'm not sure about something, I say this is my opinion? Okay? This is my opinion. And I have to be very careful not to speak where the Bible doesn't speak. But I don't believe that a fallen angel can repent and be forgiven. That's why I say no. Notice I don't have a verse after this. 
But no, I don't believe that fallen angels can repent. Now let me give you my reasoning behind why I say no. They have been given over to their sinful rebellion, and this is clearly stated in Psalm 38 and verse 49. Let me give you another reason. Repentance is something granted to us by God. God gives us repentance, the Bible says. It is a part of the work of salvation. You can't be saved unless you repent. So let let me just ask you a question. Would God grant to these evil, fallen, wicked spirits who followed Satan in his rebellion, would he grant to them the gift of repentance? That's something you'd have to answer. I say no. Nowhere in Scripture are we told that God grants to fallen angels repentance unto salvation. Nowhere. So it doesn't say that he, he does it. I would think, are you still with me? I would think that if God would have granted them, we would read about that in the Scriptures. I don't think God would have kept that from us. Fallen angels, I don't believe, can repent. I don't believe they can be saved. I don't believe they will spend eternity with God. And this, to me, is the strongest evidence of that. It said, for if God spared not the angels that sin, if God, what? Spared not. Now, did all of the fallen angels sin? Yes. They sinned, they rebelled against God. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to what? Cast them down to hell. I think that's the strongest evidence that these fallen angels or demons cannot repent and be forgiven. They knew God in the spiritual realm, but they rejected him and they will face just punishment. And here's another, I believe, very powerful verse that would substantiate the fact that they cannot repent. The Bible says, Then shall he say unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, can I be dogmatic about this? I don't think I can be, but I think I got a couple pretty powerful verses here that would tell us that repentance is not possible for these fallen angels. All right. So if repentance is not available to these fallen angels, what about the good angels that didn't sin, that didn't follow Satan? Can uh, Can these good angels, can they fall? Can they commit sin? Do they have a free will? Well, they obviously at one time had a free will. Because some chose to stay. Some chose to what? Some chose to leave. So at one time they had a free will to make a choice. So can good angels in heaven sin? Interesting question. How many here would say, yeah, I think they can? Nobody? 
Okay, Ben's, he's going to go out. Mary's going to go out. In the, oh, Car, you're raising your hand for Carmi. Okay. Carmi. How many of you say, no, I don't, I don't think angels can sin. I don't, I don't think the good angels can. All right, how many say, I don't know? Okay, we got more I don't knows on that one than we did on uh, the evil angels. Okay, again, here comes my opinion out. The Bible said, when the Son of, Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the what? Holy, holy angels. All the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. I'm not going to take time to read all these verses, but it's interesting that verse, watch this, verse after verse speaks about the angels now as being what? Holy angels. Holy angels. Holy angels. Holy angels. Holy angels. You know what that is saying to me? It's saying to me that these angels are confirmed now in their holiness. They were given the choice. It was a once and for all choice. You go with Satan, you stay with me. They were confirmed in their sinfulness. The good angels were confirmed in their holiness. But you know what? I want break fellowship with someone who took an opposing view. Okay, Ben? All right. Good. <clears throat> Let's talk about the time of their origin. The time of their origin. First of all, what is this a picture of? Okay, it's a picture of God. No man has seen God at any time, but that's a picture of him. Who do we have there that God is speaking to? No. 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 Joe. Joe. There you go. We just named every patriarch in the Bible, so we're left with Job. <laughs> yeah, this is a picture of God speaking to Job, all right, about the origin of angels. Now you'll remember the verse. Read it with me. Then the Lord, ready? Here we go, ready? Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for, shouted for joy. Now, we see the stars singing together. We have reference to the sons of God here. In these verses, God declares that the creation of angels took place prior to the creation of the earth. So before God created the earth... Angels already existed. How long did they exist before God created the earth? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe billions of years. What was the purpose of their creation? <clears throat> okay. Angels were created to glorify and to worship God. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. What? Visible and invisible. Be the angels there. 
whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities and powers, all things were created by him and for him. He created angels for him. For what purpose? And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship. Worship him. They were created for worship. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created what? All things. Are angels created beings? Thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and they were created. They were created by him and for him. They were created to worship him. They were created for his pleasure. Hmm. That kind of sound like the same reason God created us? The Bible says, and let all the angels of God worship him. Hebrews 1 and verse 6. So angels were created to worship, and they were also created to serve, and also created to obey. Were we created to worship? Were we created to serve? Were we created to obey? The only thing is, angels do. Angels do. This is a wonderful few verses here. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise ye him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens and the waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. All things were created by him and what? For him. We were created by him and for him to bring him pleasure in our lives and to worship and serve and obey him. Don't you think that our greatest fulfillment and joy in life would be by fulfilling the very purpose for which God created us? Go back to this. You know why there's <clears throat> so much drug abuse in our culture today? You know why? What are people looking for? Fulfillment. Happiness. Joy. Why are people trying all kinds of decadent lifestyles? What are they really looking for? Joy, happiness. I saw just the other day, there's a couple, had two beautiful children. The mother is transitioning into a man and the husband is transitioning into a woman. Why? They're trying to find something. Right? Not happy in the way that God created them and made them, so maybe they'll be happy if they transition into something else. I'm here to tell you, your greatest joy and fulfillment and happiness in life 
will be living for the very purpose for which you were created. It says, who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire. Remember when we asked the question earlier, are they friend or are they what? Do you know God will use angels even in judgment? Remember the angel with the flaming fiery sword protecting the Garden of Eden lest Adam and Eve enter back in and eat of the tree of life and live forever in a sinful state? Angels were created to minister to you and me. Angels literally are our ministers. Not only were they created to obey God and to worship God and to serve God and to bring pleasure to God, they were created to minister to you and me. The Bible said, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. How many of you fear the Lord? Guess what? The angel of the Lord encampeth round about you. Now, I wonder how many times the angel of the Lord has protected us and we had no idea. Some of you, the way that you live, you're wearing your angel out. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Can you see some of these angels saying, you've got to be kidding me. He's my assignment. The Bible says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Very interesting. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So here we find angels taking bodily form and we don't even realize that they're angels. No wings. Look like a man. The Bible says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Hmm. Daniel in the den of lions. This is what he said to the king. My God hath sent his, what? Angel. And has shut the lion's mouth. That they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Why don't you think uh, Daniel was thankful for that angel that showed up that night? I wonder if, I wonder if Daniel saw that angel. He knew the angel shut the mouths, but it doesn't say whether he saw the angel or didn't see the angel. I would say that the angel probably revealed himself. I came across this picture. Maybe you saw one. I just flicked it up there then it went off. To me, this, this picture was hilarious. Because this is David standing up against Goliath. And if Goliath could have only seen what? Who was standing behind? Daniel. Now, the Bible doesn't say that there was an angel that stood behind Daniel to protect him, but, or excuse me, yeah, I don't get those stories mixed up. (laughs) Lion's Den slingshot, okay. 
But listen to, listen to what, uh, who was it? David. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give thy carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now, I don't know whether there was an angel standing behind David, but I think there probably was. And when David flinged that stone, can't you just see that angel grab that stone and smack Goliath right in the center of the forehead, the only place where he had no armor whatsoever? God has given angels to minister to us. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all? Hmm, what does all mean? Pretty much. Are they not all ministering spirits, these angels, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? How many of you here are an heir of salvation? Got an angel. You're not an angel, but you got an angel. So here's some of the different types of angels, and what we're going to do, we've studied some of these already, right, in our prophecy series. What are two of them that we spent quite a bit of time on? Seraphims and cherubims. Okay. Now, how many of you can tell me the difference between the cherubims and the seraphims? Okay, Eli, you're going to start. Are you sure? Are you positive? Absolutely? Positively? <clears throat> Somebody else? Somebody else? Besides Eli? Come on, what else do we, besides Eli, Levi? No. Oh, wanted to get to the faces, what? Okay, one has one face, one has four faces. What is similar? They have the same type of face, but some have four faces with the same and then the others have just one face. What are the faces? A lion, a calf, an eagle, and a man. Okay? What do they both do? Fly around the throne and sing what? Holy, 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 Lord God. Almighty. Well, we'll get more into them. The Bible talks about archangels. We have Michael and Gabriel are specifically talked about as being archangels. We'll talk about what the archangels are, what they do, what their ministry is. Okay, not tonight. Then we'll talk about 
the cherubims. Then we'll talk about the seraphims. We'll talk about the Bible calls ruling angels. We'll talk about guardian angels. That would have been Daniel in the den of lions and us today, guardian angels. And then we'll talk about the angel of the Lord. As far as I know, unless you can come up with any more, these are the six different kinds of angels that are mentioned in the scriptures. Archangels, cherubims, seraphims, ruling angels, guardian angels, the angels, angel of the Lord, singular. So in the future we will study each one of these and their different ministries that they have. All right, so let's do a review of where we've been tonight. This will lay the foundation for our study. There are, excuse me, that's wrong. There's 281 references to angels in the Word of God. They are created by Jesus Christ to glorify Him. They are spirit beings. Some are invisible, some are visible. There are an innumerable number of them. They are ministers of God. They minister to man. They obey God's commandments. And there are good and there are evil angels. So those are some of the things that we've talked about here tonight. Um, our time is done, but does anyone have any questions? Okay, we do have some. Wow. Levi? Yep. Well, the war was over victory. Who was going to win? Not who was going to kill who. But the war was over who was going to win. Okay? So we know who won. Because the Bible says when the good angels won, then the bad angels were cast out where? What? They're cast out to the earth. doesn't say they were killed. They were cast out under the earth. Good question. Because of that whole free will that we have. God's given us a choice. Right? The angels made the choice. We have that choice on a daily basis. Where do we get the idea that they look like what? Beards? No beards. You have a beard, but you're definitely not an angel. Okay, I just want you to know what that is. With a goatee? Oh, that's bad angels. Yeah. Stop. Stop what you're thinking right now. Okay. Yeah, these are just artists. You know. Sometimes pictures help, sometimes they don't. I, I, I really try to get good pictures, but uh, yeah, we, we don't know. But we, we do know what the, what the cherubims look like. We know what the seraphims look like. Very specifically spelled out what they look like. Don't anywhere it says that they have a soul. Our soul is made up of our mind, will, and emotions. So, I don't know. That question has never been asked to me. But I can't think of anywhere in the scripture that says angels have a soul. It says we do. 
Oh, he did make them unique. Absolutely. Very well could be. That angel had his finger in there just going around and around and around. <laughs> Would you hurry up and get home? I mean, we laugh about things like that. But absolutely, I mean, of course. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, it doesn't use the word curious. It says they desired to look into this whole issue of salvation and why would God save us? Why would you save them? You know, they don't worship you. They don't obey you. They don't follow you. They're rebellious. Against, why would you save them? They desire to look and then figure it out. They still can't figure it out. You know what? We can't figure it out either. But thank God he did. Amen. He made it. That's a grace, I guess, right there. But yeah, that's a, that's a really good, I want to put that in here for next time. It's a good one. Yes, there's actually six types. Okay. And each one of them have a, has a specific ministry. And that's what we're going to look at is the various ministries of each one of these angels. You said three, there were six. You get a 50%. Last I knew that was an F. Fan is that what it is? An F? Fantastic? Wow, I had great report cards then, I'm telling you. Brother Pierce is like thinking that one through. None of you students at the school heard that? Last question. I'm drawing a blank. Pastor Bruce knows the answer to that one. Oh. And I think we will end on that note. Jim, close some more prayer. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.